Welcome to the Wannabe Minimalist Show, episode number 19. Today's episode is all about staying calm and helping you and your family during an unprecedented crisis. And we'll take a quick look at how minimalism is helping our family deal with the coronavirus. Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Hey, wannabe minimalist friends, I'm your host, Deanna Yates, and boy, oh boy, it's been a tough week. The podcast scheduled had us actually discussing Swedish death cleaning today, and while that topic is not as morbid as it sounds, that was just not the right topic or tone I wanted to put out into the world this week. Instead, I want to focus on keeping us positive during this time of turmoil and uncertainty. So today, I want to talk about ways that we can see the silver lining in this period of social distancing. I'll share, you know, how adopting minimalism has helped my family prepare for this week, what you can do, and some resources to help you know what to do all day with the kids home from school. I also want to say that today's episode may be a bit shorter than normal because, like most of you, I have now taken on that role of full-time homeschooling parent. It's not one that I actually anticipate being that great at, so today's episode is one for me too. First, I want to talk about how minimalism has helped my family prepare for this period of quarantining or social distancing or physical distancing, whatever you want to call it. There are three points that I noticed as we were getting ready to hunker down. The first point is that minimalism has taught us what we truly need. As I have pared down what we own and we've lived with less, I've learned that we do not need all of that traditional material things. You know, all of those things that the consumerism world tells us we need, we don't actually need them. As a family, we are happiest together when we're playing games, making crafts, building with Lego, playing with dolls, and just playing playing outside. Now, none of these items requires much stuff. Instead, it requires being present and in the moment. And this really has been the challenge for me over the past few weeks. You know, I've wanted to consume any and all information that I could find out about this disease. I've been glued to my phone and really, it has not gone unnoticed by my daughter. We kept her home from school as of Thursday, and that was two days before our district actually closed schools. And as of that moment, oh, I was able to breathe a little bit more. I was able to just be much more centered and all in as a family. I haven't wanted to watch the news with her because Honestly, it's very alarmist, and while the information could be good, it's difficult for children to process. So it's made it much calmer for me, too. Now, the lesson minimalism has taught me was to not panic. As a family, we don't shop that much, really, except for our weekly grocery runs, so I didn't feel the need to mad rush to the stores. Knowing that we have lived in a different country and and made do with the small amount of things we had, I knew that we were going to be able to be creative and be happy with what we have around the home. And, you know, we're very fortunate. We live in Southern California in the United States, and the amount of things we have in our home, even though we're a minimalist home, is so much more than a lot of the world is afforded. So 
we can be creative. We can do this, guys. And, you know, honestly, knowing that we can do that really has been a big stress relief. Now, if you didn't get a chance to stock up on toys, crafts, or games before the stores in your town closed, it's going to be okay. Now, look around your home and ask yourself how you can use the items that you already have on hand to create something new. We built a giant fort yesterday, and it was a blast. It was one of those that was big enough for me to sit in, so it was actually comfortable for me too. Um, Sometimes those are difficult to get, but we had so much fun. And then the day before that, we spent hours in the kitchen. We were baking and decorating cupcakes. We really got into that kids baking championship show, so we tried to make some really fun cupcakes. They weren't the prettiest, but they tasted good. And just go ahead and tackle something that's been you know, on your to-do list, but you've just been too busy with all the activities and school and schedules. Now is the time. Um, So try to see the silver lining about this time at home and really just take a moment to be centered and be all in with your family. Know that this time will pass and we'll get back to normal soon, um, but just enjoy it, okay? And know that you really do not need as much as the commercials and the world will make you think you do. So that's tip number one. Uh, The second thing that minimalism has taught me was about what matters most. Now, dare I say that when you adopt minimalism, you go through a re-examining of your priorities. It seems a little deep, but it, you know, happened to me, maybe not as existentially as some people, but it definitely does. Now, when I look back on what our lives used to look like, there was lots of stuff and chaos to go along with it. And I can feel that anxiety rising up in me when I really close my eyes and look back to what our home used to look like. And I think about those before pictures. It is tough. You know, now that there is less to clean in my home and less to keep track of and less to worry about, my life really does feel freer. And at a time when so much around us is on edge, it's nice to know that my home is not contributing to my stress levels. Instead, I'm able to focus my energy on what matters most. And that is, of course, my loved ones and my family. We've been spending a lot more time uh, live chatting with family and friends around the country because we have more time to do so. We're also not supposed to go visit them. So it's nice to be able to have that social interaction um, from the comfort of our own home and in our pajamas. You know, it really is a great way to pass the time. And if you haven't done it yet, I highly recommend it. Your kids will love it. Um, It's a nice way for them to connect with their friends too. So if you have some friends in the neighborhood that you're not, um, you know, supposed to be playing with, um, you can get them on video chat. They can just be silly. You know, kids just need other kids to be silly sometimes. And yes, we can worry about what's going to happen and how to keep our sanity while the kids are out of school. And we can grieve that our favorite restaurants are shutting down for a few weeks. But we also can embrace the chance to slow down and reconnect with each other. We need our loved ones now more than ever. So hug those that you live with and then send virtual hugs online to your friends and family that you cannot be with at this time. And the third thing that minimalism has taught me is about how much we consume. So this last lesson uh, that I want to leave you with is about how much we use on a regular basis. Now, don't even get me started on the craziness of the toilet paper shortage. It is just so insane how crazy people went over this stuff. But I also understand that when people feel like they are losing control, they will rush to find something anything that they can control. And I guess this time around, it was toilet paper. 
(laughs) So if you were one of those people that rushed to get toilet paper because you didn't know how much you and your family were going to need, then minimalism is great for you. No, I am not going to say that you use less toilet paper when you're a minimalist. Ew, that is just gross. But now that I have adopted a more and more aspects of living that minimalist lifestyle, I have a much better estimate of how much my family actually consumes in any given week. So that meant that when I saw this, you know, the writing on the wall and knew that we were going to need to be in our homes for a while, it meant I could look around. I could count up the items that we had on hand. I could get the things that we needed, and then I could feel comfortable with the amount of necessities that we had stockpiled in our home. I didn't need to mad rush out. I didn't have carts full of things that were going to go bad, and I didn't have carts full of things that other people were going to need too. So minimalism has helped me really not get swept up in that toilet paper shortage panic, and it's helped, you know, just make me more at peace and it can help you feel more in control of your life too. And that's the really important part. So if anything at this time of slowing down, it can be one for reflection. Now, of course, that is amid all of the chaos that a house full of children will bring with them. So I know this is not going to be easy. Those of us that are used to having um, quiet time or time to work, or time outside of the home, or time with other adults, and now you're at home with your children, this is going to be challenging. So by no means am I trying to minimize any of that. But we can do it. And so I want to talk about what we can do to keep your kids occupied, their minds stimulated, and keep them physically active so they do not tear your home or your sanity to shreds. So I have three things here as well. We will be right back. And now back to the show. The first and foremost important thing is to give yourself permission to get it wrong. Now, we are all doing the best we can in a situation that we did not anticipate. Beating yourself up or comparing yourself to the Pinterest perfect moms or the moms who have been homeschooling for years is not going to help anyone. It's not going to help you and it's not going to help your children. You are doing a great job, so try not to beat yourself up, okay? The second most important thing is to create a schedule to help you with your day. Now, I do recommend getting dressed in the morning and actually showering, and this is something we're still working on, so I'm not perfect, but it definitely helps on those days when we do this. It will just make your day easier. Now, the Khan Academy, if you haven't heard of the Khan Academy, they have some amazing resources. I will make sure to link to them in the show notes, but they have a very nice schedule that is available for free. And so make sure you go pick that up. It's really not too rigid. And that's where I see a lot of families messing up. They've never had a homeschooling schedule before. They think they need a schedule that is very structured so that they stay on task, but they really micromanage their days and it just gets very stressful. So this schedule is great because it sets realistic expectations. There are three big learning blocks. They're separated by breaks for snacks and movement, and then the entire afternoon is free for more creative play. Now we're implementing this schedule right now, so I will report back to you and let you know how it goes. Um, I see good things uh, on the horizon though, so definitely check it out. And the third tip that I will leave you with is to have a lighthearted and positive spirit. Now your kids can sense when you are tense and it makes for an atmosphere of walking on eggshells. And that is the last thing we want in our homes. 
You know, no one wants to be grouchy all the time. And when you are stressed, your kids will become grouchy, which makes you more stressed. And then that cycle just continues to snowball. So instead, start your day before your kids wake up. Take a few deep, calming breaths. Meditate if that's your thing. Uh, Sip a cup of coffee, you know, that nice hot cup of coffee or tea. Get your news fix if you must. This is when you should do it or at the end of the day. But I find that if I look at the news before I go to bed, um, I don't sleep as well. So I try to catch up on the news in the morning and then I try to just fill my mind with good things at night. Um, What else should you do in the morning? You should take some time for yourself and just prepare for your day. Now, it doesn't have to be a ton of time. I recommend about 15 minutes, but that's about how much time it takes for me to actually wake up and feel like a functioning human being that can tackle the world. If you can do it in five, fantastic. If it takes you 30, then get up a little earlier. Um, I actually get up in the morning and do this blog and podcast work, so I'm actually up a lot earlier than 15 minutes than my child. But if I was just getting up to focus on the schoolwork day, it would be 15 minutes. And that really will set the tone for your day. So definitely do that um, because then once your kids are up, you can get them into the routine of your new schedule and you can get going on your plans for the day. You're not playing catch up and it's much easier. You can be proactive instead of reactive. And then after a few days, you will all settle into this new normal and it will not feel so chaotic. Okay, so just give yourself some grace and allow yourself to be in the moment. And then to be as helpful as I can, I put together a very long list of ideas for things that you can do with your children at home. It's got ideas separated out for learning, helping around the house, indoor play, outdoor play and screen time. Now, these ideas were generated from a lot of different resources. Um, They are things that we are already doing in our own home. They're from a list that my daughter's school sent out. They're gathered from asking others online um, what they do at home. And so it is very comprehensive. It's got a lot of different ideas and it's just a really good place for you to start. There are some really great online resources to help you like Scholastic has some good fun things going on. Khan Academy, which I already mentioned, has some really good fun things. So there's those links in there as well. And it is available through a link. I'll put it in the show notes. I'm going to put it on my website. So if you want to just go there right now, now that that's out there for you, I have something to ask of you. How are you getting through this time with your family? Do you have any ideas that can help the community? If so, I would love to hear about it and would sincerely appreciate you sharing it with our listeners, readers, and other families that are going through this as well. So come on over to my completely free private wannabe minimalist group on Facebook and share your thoughts um, from today's episode. The group is totally free, like I said, and you can find us by clicking on the link in the show notes or by searching for wannabe minimalist on Facebook. Um, I want to be there for you and to connect with you and learning from all of you really is one of my favorite things. So I do hope to see you there so we can join together and have some physical distancing, but still be social and connect with people in this time of craziness. But before I leave you today, I do want to mention one more time about my upcoming launch of my newest workshop. Now, I recently pulled my readers and the number one thing that you all said you needed help with was keeping up with the basics. You know, things like laundry, dishes, and cleaning routines. And now that we are all home more, you may be noticing that this is a bigger problem for you than you had previously thought. And if that is you, I invite you to join me in Automate. Put your routines on autopilot. 
If you are overwhelmed with your everyday tasks and tired of constantly feeling behind, then this is for you. In the workshop, I will teach you how to put some of your biggest tasks on autopilot so not only will you no longer fall behind, but things will get done without disrupting your day. These routines and automations really are like a superpower. You will be able to get to the end of your day and still have energy. You'll actually want to play with your kids, and now you'll be able to because you, instead of having to tackle that ever-growing to-do list, things will be done. You'll finally stop feeling overwhelmed and embarrassed by your home. Automate Put Your Routines on Autopilot is a game changer for those of us who feel overwhelmed, constantly behind, and exhausted by the end of the day. And I don't want that to be you anymore. And then finally, if you liked this episode, I would love if you would subscribe and leave a comment or rating so others can find the show too. All right, and that wraps up today's show. I'd like to tell you what we're going to talk about next week, but each day has been bringing new discoveries and concerns. So honestly, I'm not 100% sure myself. But join me here same time next week, and I will make sure it is worth your time. All right, cheers, you guys. Stay healthy, stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Bye.